Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Can I say something that I think is bullshit? You're a fool, would you? Yes, we sell out. He also told me he was on acid. Now you better wash that mic off. I was gonna fill it up with my own urine. Alcoholica. And I talked about digging a hole in a fucking dirt and smoking hash through the ground. Oh, I don't know, there's all kinds of shit. And shower filled with women. Set your ass down, Lara. Shoot a pair of women's legs walking down the street. Eight women washing you down at once, you know? Come up here, Lars points to me. <laughs> And his skin is bubbling like on the Toxic Avenger. Boyfriends and dads looking for me. Ten minutes? Singing along, fucking along, doing this something the fuck along. Here we go! Hey, this is Kyle from The Sword, and you're listening to And Podcast for All. Welcome to the Podcast for All. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. Jeff, before we get anywhere in this episode, the Bernie Sanders appearances are getting out of control. It is crazy. They're everywhere from album covers to places, monuments. They're being superimposed as the guy who was carrying the shit out of the Capitol. Like, it's, it's out of control. I saw him on Ride the Lightning... Uh, Quiet Riot, Rush, Testament, Dream yeah. Theater, yep. Opeth, and then tonight before we sign on, instead of Aunt Edna on top of the family truckster, it's Bernie with his mittens. And <laughs> Edna, helper's getting cold. <laughs> I love it. I think it's. I think it's quite funny. Um, I think Bill had sent me a message earlier saying that there is a website that you can go to where you can type in any address it'll pull it up and you can superimpose bernie on that address so i think we should put bernie in pizzle's driveway i thought it was a joke so i put my address in there his lawn chair is exactly where my mailbox is on google earth that's scary from the street view it's anybody's street view address that they that it's working on now it didn't take long for them to launch that puppy good thing not many people know my street address so hopefully i won't be getting too many Bernie pictures in front of my house anytime soon. I'm going to release your address on this podcast so everyone will know where the one and only Jeff Winslow the second lives. Oh boy. Oh boy. In real Metallica news, Bob Rock made a lot of money today. Yes, he did. It's a little thing called royalties. We're checking my tunes and clocking my dollars to me in the industry, dog. That's called royalties, motherfucker. Royalties, you know what I mean? Even the producer has rights to these things. He must have laughed at the bank when that transaction was final. 
Yeah, needless to say, I think Bob is doing all right. But you notice, I don't think he got rid of his St. Anger royalties. No, he didn't. I was just going to say that. It was, from the articles I've read, it was all 12 tracks from the Black Album. That was the only Metallica stuff. And I came across something later tonight. That management from Iron Maiden and Guns N' Roses is who bought it. Hmm. Makes you wonder what they have in store for that. Well, how do you just dial up, I mean, someone's management team that big and go, yep, I'm ready to sell my Black Album royalties. Hey, Bob, win a bunch of money and walk away. I also saw today that uh, Metallica's Instagram, remember a couple seasons ago when I said we needed to dial up the and podcast for all legal team? Yeah. Because they were stealing our, our, our ideas? Yeah, they were following everything we were saying, our set list, everything. The set list, the uh, the some kind of bracket challenge, remember that? That was in season one. I do remember. They're posting pictures like we do today, and there was just a random picture from the Damage Justice Tour. It totally took a page out of our book. We got we to gotta get the, the lawyers on this. You are about to enter the courtroom of Judge Judith Scheindlin. The people are real. The cases are real. The rulings are final. This is Judge Judy. Yeah, someone give them a call because they're definitely taking a page right out of our playbook. And, you know, they figured, well, we got a couple more followers than they do. So they'll probably just think they're copying us. (laughs) I agree. When it comes to hate mail, there's been a few small things. It wasn't really mail. It was more of a comment today. Someone was ripping on your as in Mr. Jeff Winslow's your and voting for all. They weren't happy with your whiskey in the jar versus turn the page uh, voting. Well, Mr. Whoever you are, what song would you rather have it been? Because, I mean, this is the thing. You had to pick two songs that were covers, you know, for this battle of the covers, but we're going to obviously pick songs that everybody's, you know, heard of. I'm not going to pick, you know, the weight versus fucking helpless you know there's only a small handful of people that actually know those ones he was probably a bread fan fan (laughs) i've never even heard that song before (laughs) yeah okay you're gonna have to you're gonna have to up your end voting for all game tonight are you prepared oh i'm ready this is gonna be a good one i'm looking forward to this this is gonna be ultra special for you and i ultra special for our guest it's very weird when i've been prepping all day for this having somebody on that you and I know almost everything about him. It's like, how do you interview him? Well, and especially to all the listeners that have listened to every episode, you've heard us talk about him quite often, and you guys are finally going to meet him. And everyone thinks his real name is Pizzle. Pizzle Presley. I call that P squared. Mr. P.P. Well, if you haven't figured it out by now, people, by the title, Bass Solo, Take One, one of our brothers, the bassist, in one, the only tribute to Metallica, is our guest tonight on Season 3, Episode 5. This is, I I already have a feeling it's going to be pretty epic, Jeff. This is going to be a great episode. There's going to be some good conversations, and who knows, maybe we might even hear some things we haven't heard. You know, I mean, we've only known the guy for like, you know, a decade plus. I've known Mike for 16 years, and I'm guessing we've put on at least 200,000 miles together in the air and on the ground. 
easily. We've shared the stage hundreds of times. And I mean, it's it's crazy to think about the last eight or nine years and the things we've seen. From Apple Valley. Did you know there's an Apple Valley, California? <laughs> He's not from that one. That's not that's the, that's the wrong one. I know, but when I think of Apple Valley, Minnesota, I learned there was a second Apple Valley, California. And you, do you want to know where I learned that from? Where did you learn that from? The internet? Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson's sex tape. Have you seen I that? Don't, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's not for watching porn. It's for watching absolute entertainment because it's so fucking silly and off the charts of how dumb those two are yeah needless to say i've in recent times unfollowed tommy lee from all social media he kind of is driving me crazy so i'm not really a big fan of his right now i got you but half that video was filmed in apple valley california enough of the porn talk with pamela anderson and tommy's 17 foot cock yeah no more pamala let's get let's get to the real pizzle mr mike presley hey hey what's going on guys <laughs> what's up pizzle it's gonna be hard pizzle to call you mike <laughs> i probably won't respond to it i probably oh, me? won't you're talking to me yeah i probably won't call you mike that's fine. how many times have, how many times have i actually said mike to you twice in 17 years well, it's been about five times right now other than that yeah okay that counts okay <laughs> we're good to go then Mike Presley from Apple Valley, Minnesota, our bass player, our brother, here to talk his life story in Metallica. You know it. Thanks for having me. One thing I don't know about Pizzle Jeff is when he discovered us. Let's just get right to the bread and butter Pizzle. What what was your first memory of the mighty Metallica? Wow. Well, it goes back to pretty much like seventh grade. A couple of guys I was hanging out with. Just ended up at his house like after school or whatever, and on came this song called One. Pretty sure it's the first time I had ever heard it or even heard any note of it. So I was like, well, what's this? It's like Metallica. Oh, it's not bad. So that's pretty much where it started, and then they went backwards from there. Started, yeah, like, they got anything else? It's like, yeah, dude, they got like three other albums. What were you listening to before that? Oh, like Guns N' Roses, Slaughter, Firehouse. Molly Crew, you know, good old slaughter, yeah. <laughs> so he goes from big hair to greasy hair. <laughs> exactly. When did you see the one video? Oh, God, I didn't have cable back then, so I probably saw it over at his house. They're like, oh, look at this. There's a video for it. So, Pizzle, you discovered one. Obviously, Jason Newsted's in the band at the time. You're a bass player. Um, what did you think when moving backwards and discovering Cliff and his abilities? What was what was your first thoughts with that? It's kind of weird how that like worked out for me, because obviously Jason was in the band when I first heard of them, but I really wasn't like, oh, this guy is amazing. He's just the bass player from Metallica. It didn't really hit me for bass player stuff until I heard Kill em All and a good old track on there called Pulling Teeth. And I was like, this is a bass guitar? Holy crap. And this Cliff Burton fella is doing this? That's what really wowed me. Right. Wait a like, minute. Oh, this Jason guy is not bad either. <laughs> 
So needless to say, Cliff was definitely the one that did it for you. The initial kick, yes. So looking back on it now, between, you know, Cliff, Jason, Rob, hell, we can throw Ron in there. Obviously, Cliff is probably the most influential, but who is your favorite out of all of them? Well, Jason truly was, when I started like playing and stuff, Jason is who took over for everything I did. Because I didn't know how to play with my fingers yet. It was all the pick, so he was like perfect for me. It was that heavy metal, get a little bit of pick scrape in there. Yeah, exactly. And of course, he, he was down with the low grumbly squeals. Yep. <laughs> Were you playing guitar or bass yet before you heard that, or what sparked picking up the instrument? Uh, the buddies I was hanging out with, they both got guitars. I didn't, you know, for like Christmas or whatever. So they started playing and taking lessons, and I would just like, oh, let me try it. Let me try it. Then after a while, I'm like, dang it, there's already two guitar players. They're like, you can play bass. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> that sounds like a very pizzle answer. <laughs> totally. I never you know, knew that. I want to be in the spotlight. I want to play guitar. I want to be Slash, you know? But they're like, well, no, sorry. There's only two guitar players per band. You know, that's just how the rules work. I was like, all right. The rules work. Yeah, my buddy's dad had a bass laying around, like an old violin-looking Beatles bass. They're like, here, dude. Yeah. You can play this thing. <laughs> I'm trying to picture Pizzle with a fucking. Oh, fucking... dude, there's one picture out there. If I can find it, it's with me holding on to that thing. So when and you say hilarious, when you say violin bass, like the classic Paul McCartney looking bass, absolutely sunburst in color, got the little you know F cutouts in it. Yep. Was it a Hofner? It was like a Hofner copy. Okay. I needed to see that pick. You know how much I hate sunburst finishes. <laughs> and now add it to a violin bass looking thing. And you right. know how much he loves semi hollow body guitars on top of that. <laughs> You're right. I don't mind hollow bodies, but that any sunburst finish on any axe, not a fan of. Oh, so you're not a fan of James and his sunburst uh, Les Paul with the Bigsby for Creep? No, horrible. It might be maybe a cherry burst oh boy see now i'm gonna get ridiculed on the hate mail someone's gonna find it and be like he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about i will take the fender telly b bender on unforgiven 2 over the bigsby oh man i don't know you can't go wrong with the bigsby man they're fun not against Les Paul, but when you put that Bigsby on there, that's just, it's not metal anymore. Sorry, boys. <laughs> he went from Papa Hat to Grandpapa Hat. <laughs> and in the arena tour, he was playing that shit on Creeping Death. And I'm like, dude, that's not a Creeping Death axe. Trade that out now. Pretty soon, they're going to be playing traditional guitars. He's not going to be metal anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, first guitar, Mikey, or was it a bass that your folks got you? <laughs> Dude, I did not get something from my parents musically until I was like 26 years old. Oh, wow. So you had the, you had the fork. Oh, I was yourself. very self-reliant to get all that stuff. Gotcha. What'd you get? Uh, my first was a guitar, actually. My Jackson Kelly. Oh, that's the one you still have to this day, right? Absolutely. It's back there somewhere. Did you buy that with lifeguard money? I did. Yes. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Mr. Uh... Michael Pizzle was a lifeguard back in the day. Yeah, for like four or five years. He could still swim laps around us all. <laughs> this is all coming full circle. We were just talking about Pamela Anderson, just like it was Baywatch in Minnesota. Absolutely. She was a big influence of mine back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> big reason why I got into the, uh, lifeguard the lifeguarding. Yeah. <laughs> 
Apple Valley, California pool system. <laughs> so guitar, bass, we all know. Yeah. Uh, tell everybody about uh, your early days in bands and death metal and touring and all that. Well, started out with just like metal type bands. Obviously, those two guys I've been talking about um, did a couple of bands called like, this name was already taken back then, but Mad Hatter. It was some okay. 80s band, whatever. That fizzled out in probably about six months, and then we called ourselves Dead End. Yeah, there was a great name for a band trying to go in somewhere. <laughs> Imagine that. Right? No wonder you never got signed. Exactly. Well, you know, we did a couple, like, demo tape recordings professionally yeah, on tape. And then nice. uh, after that, the, the whole, like, grunge movement came in, and they started wearing sweaters and spiking their hair up. And I went, all right, I'm going to keep wearing my Metallica shirts and go elsewhere. So we broke up, and they started doing that all stuff. So you're telling me you didn't want to play Fender Mustangs and wear flannel and ripped up jeans and jump around in a circle? I did not. Okay, okay. Is the Fender... Quick question. Is the Fender Mustang the same as a Fender Jag? They're very similar, but they're different. Okay. They look the same? Mm, Sort of. One's a little bit bigger, one's a little bit smaller. I know you brought right. up Mustang and Jag because of that's what Cobain was rocking, right? Yeah, he had his signature, I think, was called the Jag Stang, which was a combination of the two mixed together, if I remember correctly, something like that. Yep. Awful looking guitars. I agree. They wanted <laughs> nothing to do with anything that had to do with them. Awful. So, Pizzle, you decided to go more of that Cannibal Corpse route then? Basically, yeah. So then I joined a couple other, uh, they're in the same, I guess, grade as me. And that's when I joined the Almighty Flesh Pile. <laughs> I like that name, actually. It's a great name. And to this day, I've still never heard another band with that name. We never copyrighted We never did anything. So, Time to resurrect Flesh Pile, Fizzle. Oh, dude, I've tried for 30 years. <laughs> that's solid, man. Heck, yeah. And our first gig, like, truly live, was playing at First Avenue, opening up for Obituary. So we were on a good streak to start out. Wow, that was your first show? First one was like in a garage somewhere with, you know, 40 kids there. Our legit first show was at First Avenue Main Stage, opening up for Obituary. Damn, so... And then we never played another show after that. How do you get to that right there? I have no clue who booked it, who had the connections, how we got on there, but I was there and I did it. Could have been the next little tiny flyer to show it. You could have been headbanging a bunch and, you know, got a big old thick neck like Corpse Grinder. and Right. People could be talking about you could be Pizzle the Neck. I could be. Pizzle, tell the listeners about all your bases you have that uh, resemble the mighty Metallica. Oh, geez, where to start? Um, well, the main one I play is pretty much his, well, he's only played this thing once, like really out there, but it's a flat black Trujillo. Um, Warwick signature. That's the one I pretty much stick to the most, just because it's very reliable and consistent in sound. Uh, other than that, five I string. yep, five string. Um, I've got a couple kind of custom geared towards what his are for Fender P bases, a black one and a white one. Um, and then I got one that I pretty much made an identical replica of, which is the like Fender Flamethrower Jazz Bass. One looks like it's all melted and burnt to shit. How long did that take you to create? Uh, probably about six to eight months. Giving it a good, you know, few hours every day. 
unbelievable. What was the hardest part of it? Um, honestly, getting the exact like drip marks and just the actual spots where all the burns were on it, the way that his is. Sure. That's not easy to do. Did you actually burn it yourself? <laughs> that's that's. I absolutely had out the propane torch, put it right on the body. So you got that fender body. You pretty much went to your garage with the propane and started chiseling and started burning. And how many different takes did you have to do? How many times were you just like, I got to start over on this burn? Uh, probably four sessions of like burning it and sanding it and just, you know, smearing all the, obviously like charcoal off of there. Then I was like, okay, sure. this, this is looking close to where the dark marks need to be and where the non burnt marks need to be. And I, once I got to that point, I was like, all right, we're good after about four. That so had to be the hardest it part. Long, but yeah, it was a few days worth of trial and error because I've never, you know, put flame to a guitar before. Sure. Who knows what's going to happen? I was like, is this thing just going to start on fire? And I'm like, fuck, there goes the whole base. <laughs> like, all right, back to square one. Let's start over. Yep. God, putting your putting the pickups in and all the electrics had to be the easy part of that one. Yeah, that was fairly easy because those were brand new. So I can't go wrong with that. But now I picked up all the hardware. I aged it and rusted it myself. All that wonderful stuff. And yeah, just meticulously found every photo I could of that bass being played live or sitting in a stand or something every angle so I could tell, you know, oh, there's a little ding there, a little ding there. And like I said, I want to be able to like, go put it in his rack and he picks it up and goes, yeah, this is my base. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure it might fool him for a few minutes. I don't know. I was going to say it's pretty spot on for anybody that has seen Metallica and knows this base. All of us, we've seen them. We know it. It's it's spot on. It's identical. I really think that it would fool him. Speaking of seeing Metallica live, Pizzle, why don't you tell us about the, the first time you saw Metallica? Ah, yes. I've got all my sheets here just so I don't get all the dates wrong. The first, probably the greatest show that anyone ever wanted to see during the 90s, if you're a Metallica fan, was the Guns N' Roses and Metallica. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of a weird thing. So initially, tickets were for August 5th in 92 at our Metrodome here. But because of Axel's stupid voice going out, they had to reschedule it. Yep. So Always an Axel problem. Right. So it gets rescheduled. Da, da, da. What happens three days later? James starts on fire. Boom. Yep. So now we're a month later, and I get to see them actually on September 15th. And yeah, James singing like Glenn Danzig up there with, you know, John Marshall on guitar. Yeah, exactly. He's got the microphone up in the air. Yep. So holding it way up high. If he turns out that way, I'm like, ah, oh, I would have saw him before the accident, but now I get to see him after it. So that's kind of a cool part of history, I guess, seeing him that way. Absolutely. So that was cool to see that. Um, from there it went on. I did not catch them the next time they were around, but then I did when they did the three stints in a row there, the old Target Center M2K. Uh, I don't think it was that far out. No, it was the one in Kid Rock Seven. Does early January? Yeah, yeah, M2K. Oh, that's what it's called. I yep. Remember yeah, Y2K? Sure, yeah, yeah, Y2K, M2K. I'm pretty sure I was on the second night. This is the only like ticket sub that I don't have anymore, so I don't remember <laughs> which night I was on, and I'm pissed. So did you get to see Seven Dust Pizzle? Hold yeah. On. Hold on. Jeff, just hold on one second. Pizzle, I will I will be able to tell you what night you were at if you can tell me what song they opened up with on night two. I can't. Do you remember the opening of anything? I can't remember much about that show at all. I wasn't drinking or anything either. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, 
Uh, my sister actually took me along with her. We were in like the, you know, box seats around there. Nice. So I'm like, it was great, but I have very little recollection of that show. Night one, die my darling. Night two, bread fan. Night three, get this. They opened with last caress. Sure. I, I actually have, I actually have the set list in my office here. Hang on. You know, real quick while Shane's grabbing that pizzle, since mm-hmm. bread fan was one of the openers for all of you listening, you guys know that I don't like bread fan as an opener. I've discussed how my bass player agrees with me. Pizzle, do you want to discuss with this? Talk about how we don't prefer bread fan as the opener. Oh yeah. Last caress. Absolutely. You have beat this into the ground and I love it. It is the worst opener of all time. <laughs> yes. Come on, dudes. Yeah. This is the most exploding, powerful, out of the gate song that you could open any show with. Nah. No. I mean, how can it be explosive? I come out and I don't even start playing for like 45 seconds into the song. <laughs> yeah, real explosive. Come on, buh. One note. Exactly. Real good opener. Well, if you're at night two out of those three, they did open with Bread Fan. And luckily, I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> we as a band have probably opened with that song, what would you say, 60, 70 times? Yeah, it's, it's up there. 80 or 90 times is too many times. <laughs> it is up there. Oh, man. So 2000. And then if I remember right, I don't mean to jump the gun here. You were totally anti-Bob Rock era, so you skipped St. Anger to her. Oh, absolutely. Although I did have my buddy get me a shirt from that show, but I did not attend. Oh, you poser. You can't do that. Dude, you're just like our guest uh, Zaria. She wore the shirt, and there you go. Right. Done deal. From there, I did not see them again until the, what, 2009 for the Death Magnetic Tour at Target Center. Yep. That was a great show. Yep, that it was. Um, from there it went on. We go to next. That must have been all the way up to Vancouver for the oh, uh, full arsenal. Through the never, baby. Yep. That It's tough. Deciding between that and the GNR show, 90s, too. Yeah, I don't know which one's better. I mean, that's where... Through the never, I mean, it was just so phenomenal on how much they had going on. And I remember it way better. Yeah, that that's was... where uh, you and per- Shane got to make your acting debut. <laughs> Damn right. If you look closely during Creeping Death, Cyanide, and Battery, you can see Mikey and I next to each other. That was uh, what I like to call production overload. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't think you and I will see a production like that ever again in an arena. Nope. So yeah, after that wonderfulness, um, where do we go from there? That must have been Orion Fest next. Oh, that's right. I already forgot about that. Oh, uh, yeah. We only went for the one day that they played and not the Dihan. Wish I could have seen that, but we missed the kill them all. That Dihan was so cool. Yep, we missed the kill them all day. But uh, if memory serves me correct, we got to hear uh, Carp Diem and Disposable. That we did. That killer set they played at uh, Bell Isle. Yep. Then uh, I guess it leads up to the last time I saw him, which was here in 2018 after Hardwire came out. And you got to hear Bread Fan again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Pizzle. 
So if you're all caught up with this season, you should know all about the end voting for all where you get to decide between two songs. We usually pick some kind of like, you know, topic, whether it's like the uh, the battle of the album title tracks or the battle of the covers. Today, I've got one specifically tailored just for you. Are you ready? For yeah, absolutely. All right. And voting for all episode five, we are doing battle of the instrumentals anesthesia pulling teeth versus orion oh dude dude you suck <laughs> that is not only instr- instrumental but that is uh right down mr mike presley's alley this is gonna be tough for him i i know it already <sighs> i love the sigh <laughs> yeah i was not prepared for this like I said, I tailored this one specifically to you. I wanted you to, you know, you did. Hey, Pizzle, you'll know this line from this movie. It's a think piece. <laughs> Good old quote from Almost Famous. Hell yeah. And when we're referencing these songs, these are the album versions, correct? Yes, we're going just album versions. No fancy live versions. Through the never version. That's a badass version. I mean, but there's no pulling teeth. <laughs> I mean, unless he does S and M two pulling teeth. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, see, they both got other versions. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter which version you pick. It's all about the song right. in the song. end. Base soul, take one. And voting for all opens Thursday, closes Thursday night at midnight. Well, between those, if I, I'm gonna hate myself for doing this anyways, but. I'm going to have to go with Orion just because it's a more complete song with everything. Wow. I know you're probably both surprised. I am. I really am. Yeah. Like I am, but I'm not at the same time because I mean, they're obviously both very, um, you know, epic for bassist in general, but I mean, yeah, I, I honestly going into this, I didn't know for sure what you were going to pick. I knew this was going to be a tough one. So that, like I said, it, it is surprising, but it's not at the same time. Right. I said pulling teeth has enormous like effect on me when I was growing up, so it's tough not to choose that one. But I'm taking a full complete song. Minus vocals. Yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, there's a little bit of drums in pulling teeth. Jeff, what are you taking? I would probably have to pick Orion too, just because of the I mean, it's a legendary song. I mean, let's face it. It is a amongst instrumentals in history of music. I mean, it is especially metal music, too. I mean, it's got everything. It's got, you know, the heavy, chunky riffing in it. It's got super melodic solos. It's got this, you know, epic solo, epic bass solo. I mean, it's literally got a little bit of everything minus singing. I mean, it's truly, like Pizzle said, it's a complete song. I got to be the odd man. I got to go with Pulling Teeth. Is it because of how you saw it performed at SNM nope, that made it, it that much more significant? Or is it just that song in general is just. It's got nothing to do with drums. It's got nothing to do with SNM. It has nothing to do with when I've seen it live. It's how raw and original that is on Kill 'em All that I think makes Kill 'em All that much more special. Well, how unique it is just in, for uh, being on an album in general. Especially yeah, another album that's got a full bass and drum 
jam. Right, and not only that, but a debut album of a band that at the time nobody knew of. I mean, they were taking a huge risk at it's throwing a five-minute bass solo on there. <laughs> That's just the thing. The thing you get the track five, and you hear them say bass solo take one. And when I heard it for the first time, I was probably ten. 11 years old by the time I knew that that song was on Kill 'Em All. It's like, this is like something I've never heard before. And let's be honest, they didn't do 95 takes of it in the studio. That might, that might have been take two or take three, and it's just incredible. And it'll never be replicated again. Or it could have been take one. <laughs> That's right. It, it, you know, the same thing, you're never going to replicate or come close to Orion again of how special that is, but... I got to go with pulling teeth, and I think when this comes to the vote on Thursday and voting for all, it's going to be damn close. Oh yeah, I'm talking within. I think, I'm talking within a, a percent. I think when you talk about pulling teeth that way, and you, you bring it to that, you know, that aspect, it's almost like pulling teeth is the bass player's eruption. You know what I mean? It's that improv jam that can never be never be duplicated. Right. Yep. And I like to tell our listeners, uh, I wish you could see Mike play Pulling Teeth live because I I, I can't tell the difference sometimes when we play it. Oh, there's like, some video out there. There, it's spot on. It's funny. One of the very early early pictures on my Instagram is a picture of Pizzle during that bass solo we were playing. I think it was in Minot. And it was one of the times we sold out the O-Bar up there. And, like, the place is packed. And I'm like, oh, dude, this is a badass solo. It was, like, one of the first times, I think, that I had heard him do Pulling Teeth Live. And I thought it was so badass. And I posted it. And, yeah, that was, like, years and years ago. But when Mike nails that solo, it's because of the effects he's got going on. It's because of the slap he's got going on. He nails the wah parts of it. He's got the whole rundown at the end. It's it's everything and more. There's there's no cheating when you pull that off. Yeah, no, the tone, the everything, it's spot on. And then myself, as the drummer comes in and finishes the song and just ruins it. Basically, I'm like, shut up. We're trying to hear the bass. And there goes my spotlight. Shine it on him. Yep. <laughs> well, something tells me that Pulling Teeth and Orion might be in Pizzle's dream set list. Mike, have you prepared your homework for your dream no more set list, sir? Oh, that I have. Who's Mike? Yeah. I'm we were decided that's not me. <laughs> how many how many songs are we talking about here, Pizzle? It's a full set, like 17, 18. Yes. Some, I don't know if you consider them like an actual song, so we'll decide from there if I can add an extra one somewhere. Oh, there might be some doodles is what you're saying? Kind of. Well, we'll when we get to it, you'll, you'll see. Are you going to tell us where cutoffs are and whatnot so we know? Because, you know, obviously the three of us, we know our set list pretty well. Right. I kind of had to throw us together last minute because I only had like four or five days to do it. Four or five days. Me and Shane put ours together in like two or three hours. Well, then yours is not as complex as mine. But if you know Pizzle, he comes prepared and puts a lot of thought and time into everything. everything. So this is going to be damn solid. Before we start, Pizzle, do you have a dream venue that you would like to see this show in? Of course. It's First Avenue. Ooh, I like that. That's a solid answer. It's funny when... Thought Station 4, but I'm like, I could never put those guys through that. 
<laughs> yeah, they can't. Dude, it's like 180 degrees. It smells like butthole. And, and they wouldn't fall off the stage. Like, sorry, Rob, you got to be on the floor. There's not enough room for you. Oh, they're cabless. They'd be fine. Yeah. For those of you listening, Station 4 probably holds 200 max. And as you look down the middle of the room, including the stage, there are metal poles in the way. And all three of us have played there more times than we could even think. All in different bands, which is funny. Good memories, too. Station 4, St. Paul. And just to remind the listeners, at the end of the season, Jeff and I have not shared with each other what ours is. The end of the season, we add up everyone's songs, and whoever's closest to Jeff and I wins a little bit of a and podcast for all prize. All right, Pizzle, first dab. Let's hear it. Walking out after ecstasy. First track, Disposable Heroes. Wow, right out of the gate. Oh, well, yeah. He's got the tuning room. They're warmed up. Let's do this. <laughs> He's got a point. He's got a point. That's a yeah, good point. There's no better time. You got the most stamina. You're ready to rock. You're warmed up. Let's go. That's a, that's a good point. I, I mean, I can see yeah, it. It, def- it definitely works. The show that should have happened in the 80s somewhere. All right. After that, go right into good old Four Horsemen. Nice. Wow. Mm-hmm. Full album version or the way they normally do it? Of course, full. You got to kind of tone it down a little bit in the middle. You know. Skinner jam. Exactly. And then to really throw you for a loop here. Go ahead. I was just thinking, if you think about how similar Disposable is to Creep opening up a show with that beat. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Very similar kind of energy and obviously on the toms. Let's start doing it. Let's do it. Yeah! I do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's no bread fan, but it's up there. <laughs> so after Horseman, we've got Spit Out the Bone. Wow, that's the third oh, yeah, dude. time this season we've heard Spit. Just keep this going right off the gates, man. I love it. After that, we get a break. So stop, say hi to the audience. What's going on? Hey, hey. So spit comes to a cutoff. We can put a line there. Yep. Okay. Uh, Then we go into Injustice for All. Yes. I love you, Pizzle. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) So let me get this straight. After spit, it's a cutoff, and then you have a little hello banter, and then it goes into the tape? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But if you think about it, though, when they used to play it, Back in the Damage Justice tour, James would talk beforehand, and then he'd say, "And justice for all." And then that is a good point, dude. Just like Seattle. Yep, the that's tape what would gave start. myself the okay to do it. I'm like, he's done it. I can do it. That's a good point. I totally forgot. He goes, "And justice for all," and then the stage goes dark. Yep. Yep.
If I was a neighbor, I'd be mighty fucking pissed off. All right, and justice for all. All right, after that almighty tune, we go into the Call of Cthulhu. Yes. Fuck yeah, dude. I like where this is going. This is a great set list so far. We might have to play right? this one live. Oh, dude, I would love it. Just wait. All right, so after that song, you go into the bass solo. Pulling teeth. Correct. Bass solo, take one. I don't know if we consider this a song or not. This is where my questionable... Well, is but it the full that's a song? Yeah, if it's the full version, then yeah, got it. Song, we'll but... count it. I was just going to say this isn't Newstead in San Diego. This is just a Cliff pulling teeth version. Correct. Yeah, this isn't this isn't Jason cunning stunts before fade doodle. Right, move on the stage, doodle. sit down, play, get the audience going, take a break, come back out, play some more. I actually like that doodle. Well, so do I. No, the All Jason right. Doodle Before Fade is what he's talking about. Yeah, the dirt, 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 Actually, it goes. That's actually the good one. There's one more that he hits nothing but wrong notes. But that's the one he plays right before Fade. What's the one that he does that's like four notes and they're all off? I know which that's the one I'm referring to. I think I thought it was before fade. I thought it was at the end of that doodle that Shane is talking about. He does he like he does that and then he he does that little No, that's before he goes into misery when he's sitting down on that little step on the ramp. Yep. Yep. The one I hum before is the beginning before they do that bass guitar doodle. The one Pizzle's talking about is before feed. Yeah, because then they go into nothing else matters because Kirk comes right. on to do the little sanitarium thing and then it goes into nothing else. Yep, yeah, misery, That's sanitarium, nothing else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I got, sorry, I got my four-string doodles confused. Right? <laughs> Leave that up to the bass player. He knows what he's doing. All right, coming out of pulling teeth, what do you got? Got to go into bells after that. This is a very bass-heavy section. This is a very bassy, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get any more bassy than Cthulhu pulling teeth bells. <laughs> I don't, is it going to go into King after that? Yes. <laughs> no. From there, we go into Halo. Nice. Yes. I thought so, too. <laughs> um, after that song, we get a break. Okay. Cut off. Come back in with Outlaw Torn. Wow. Yeah. I did not expect you to say that. I'm proud of you, Pizzle. You've you've really grown up a lot. Well, thanks. I did this give like a run through. I played all these songs in a row. I'm like, this could work. Now, I know so. you've always liked Outlaw, especially with like the SM version, but has it been because we started playing it live that it seemed because I feel like that song was never like a I would never pick that as like a mainstay that you would put in this type of setting. Or is it just You're totally right. No. If you go back six years and go, do it all along. I'm like, what's that song sound like again? Seriously. But since we started playing and I had to like relearn it since I was a teenager, I was like, oh yeah, this is a good song. Yeah, it's a great Yeah, it's 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 put together perfectly. Yep. That surprised me. I didn't think we'd have 
much load from you, but good pick, dude. After that tune, we go into Through the Never. Okay, okay. All right. We haven't had that yet. Good. No, we have not. All right. From there, we go into Orion. (laughs) Here we go. Bass solo, take two. Kick it right back up again. (laughs) Right. Cthulhu's a solo pulling teeth and now Orion. Very cool. All right. After Orion, we go into Fade to Black. Yes, I'm glad you put that in there. Have to. Calm it down a little bit. Everyone's going crazy about Fade. Yep. Does Fade hang or is that a cutoff? Nope, cutoff. I knew it. Have to. I knew it. Agree. And here's another strange one. Come back out. My Fern of Misery. More bass. <laughs> well, I am the bass player after all. No, I know. I want my dream set. It's going to be nothing but bass. No, I understand. It's funny because I was going to say after after the last one, I was going to be like, all right, and my friend of misery is going to be next. And then, yep. <laughs> Classic. All right. My friend of misery into suicide and redemption. Wow. This is a, you really don't want to hear James sing tonight, do you? No, I, I enjoy James's vocals very much so, but I love instrumentals. I was going to say, this is the most instrumentals we've ever had anyone pick. Right? And I'm not done yet. <laughs> 13, 14. All right, we're on number 15. Yep. Battery. Ooh, speed it up, baby. Okay, so... Right, speed up the end. Are we going to... that, we... it is lights on. Oh, are they done? No, 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 we come back out. Encore. Blitzkrieg started off. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Absolutely. Fuck yeah. Oh, dude. I love that fucking song. I love the solo in that song. It's one of my favorite solos to play live. I'm so glad you picked that. Thank you. Pizzle, quick question. Yep. When you think of when you think of Blitzkrieg, do you think of it on Garage Inc. or do you think it when they were the two bonus tracks on Kill 'Em All with Evil and Blitz? Oh, it's on Kill 'Em All because I had both the cassette and the CD. I still have both of them. I'm the same way. Am I evil? And Blitzkrieg belong on Kill 'Em All, and that's the only spot they belong. I'm the same way. I've always thought of I've always thought of Kill 'Em All with tracks 11 and 12 on it, and when I see a a copy without it, I'm like, ah, it's just not the same. Nope, not at all. So Blitz is the first encore. Yep, then we keep it going right into Crash Course and Brain Surgery. <laughs> More bass, I love it! <laughs> I want to play yep. this set live so bad sometimes. Right? For our listeners, be we have played Crash Course live once. One time. Yes, we have. And the cool thing about that is Metallica has only played it one time. One time. So we're going to have to play it two times just so we've done it one more time right. than they have. <laughs> 16, 17. Is this your last song coming up? There are two left. Okay, two more. I, I, I like this. you got to recount my songs because I only count 18 here. Anyway, uh, after Crash Course, we go into The Prince. The Prince? What? <laughs> Curveball. Love that. Dude, jam. I would oh, not yeah. even... I would bet your Dodge Ram that you wanted to pick a, that song. Right? I always love that song for some reason. You know, what's really cool about that song is when I got into it, I remember reading Guitar World back when I was a kid, 
and at the time i think he's back in the band now but the time the lead guitar player for some 41 who obviously is a pop punk band he was talking about you know some of his favorite songs in the prince was one of it and of course metallica's version was one of his favorite songs and i remember at the time when i was you know younger i wasn't really familiar with that song and it was because of that article and reading that i went and checked it out and i thought i was like man this is a fucking jamming song absolutely it is but i just knowing mike for as long as i've known him and traveled with him i never really heard you get excited about the prince has it ever really come on (laughs) true and i've never thought of playing it really right and from there we close out the night with if you haven't guessed what song's missing to live is to die live is to die here we go wow Man, and you know what's great is I could actually see it. Yep. Jeff, if like I remember right. You have this right. powerhouse of a fucking set. Jeff, Adam D'Souza, Massachusetts, episode one of the season, he closed with To Live Is To Die. Yep. I heard that. I was like, ah, dang it. He took it from me. But he, he knows what's up. He does. And, and you know what? I think it would be a good closer because it's like, especially your set too. It's such a powerhouse of a set. And then it's like, just non-stop just like for the most part just you know straightforward heavy and then you bring it down and it's like all right yeah kind of mellowed out it's a little tribute to cliff here at the end and yeah good night thank you fuck yeah i love that i don't want to give away too much about my set but there are more than a few songs on Mikey's set list that matches mine. All right, do I I'm win? I'm not going to say the number. I'm not. You're going to win the toaster from one. The only tribute to Metallica. Ah, uh, lame. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> All that matters is my set list is the best set list, and someday I want to play it. And Pizzle has seen my set list, and I'll play yours. He even agreed he'd play my set list. I don't even want to hear about it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to know about it. It's alright. My shit's alright. Out of his, one the only tribute to Metallica plays. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Thirteen out of these nineteen we play live. That's that's solid. And pretty soon to be fourteen when we add with it. We need to start playing to live us to die, dude. Dudes. Well yeah, we need to play all the instrumentals. In the same set. <laughs> in one night. Yeah. Chris would be super Chris happy. Chris would love that. Yeah. He's like, oh, thanks for taking let my vocal get a break. Yeah, he doesn't have to sing all night. He would love it. We got to start playing Cthulhu, too. I agree. I mean, Suicide would be fun, too. I just, I just want to play Kirk's little... That's what he refers to as the planets dancing. (laughs) Yeah, and you know what? The planets were dancing because that song, it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) There you have it, Mr. Mike Presley's Dream No More set list. That's going to be up there. That is some solid shit right there, everybody. I can't wait to see when you know we post all of them at the end and we let someone vote. I can't wait to see which one people think is 
the rise. Pizzle, what are you feeling? Jump in the fire trivia or drawing the shortest straw? Name that tune and lyric. Well, you know how great I am at lyrics, so yeah, that's out. <laughs> Ace players like, don't know words. Some Metallica song? I I'm, I never heard these words before. Trivia, it is. All right, so we're jumping in the fire. Well, let's do them all because I'm special. <laughs> we had, you know, it's funny. Me and Shane had a feeling you were going to want to do them all, so we had, we made oh, sure yeah. we were we were extra prepared. Yeah, we, we never played name that song with lyrics in the band, but everything else we've done. So, why don't you go ahead and start with his lyric line, and I will get the song ready to go. You have drawn the shortest straw. Here we go, Mister Presley. Lyric number one: Mama, they try and break me. <sighs> Mama, they try and break me. It's different when you're on the in the hot seat in the spotlight. I understand. Is this a hero of the day? Final answer. Well, yep. What'd you say? Hero of the day. You are correct. All right, here we go. Let's see how you do. Damage Incorporated. Very good. Lyric line number two. Bow down. Sell your soul to me. I will set you free. It's not hitting anything yet in my mind. Bow down. Yeah, I'm going to go off just off that and go Phantom Lord. You know, that's a pretty damn good guess. It wasn't correct, but I can see where you're coming from. Yep. Bow down. It's the Judas kiss. Oh, God. Don't go off death magnetic. <laughs> Next song. All right. Here we go, Pizzle. <laughs> Next song. We dropped under ice. <laughs> yeah. He even sang it with He's me. got that one. Backup vocal kind of aggression. We're making it a little bit harder for you. All right. Bread fan. Okay. Shane's going to laugh when he hears what part of the song I picked. The intro to Unforgiven 1 and 2. <laughs> I know I ain't my that. bitch. But now. There it is. Biatches. <laughs> wow, Pizzle. With the exception of Judas Kiss, you did pretty damn good. Yeah, thank you. That was damn good. Judas isn't easy. I could see where you're coming from on Phantom Lord. It fit right in there. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's the only other time I've heard those words. I'm like, well, let's go with it. Oh, you said you wanted them all. Let's stay on it, right? Yeah. I don't know how good all right, I'll... we'll fire through these since you want to. I'm no Lars on remembering things, and we'll fire through these. Question one. What song on the Black Album was dedicated to Hetfield's deceased mother? Well, I don't know that off the top of my head. I thought I know, knew where you were going to go at first, but then you went a totally different direction with that question. Where did you think I was going? Uh, just talk about James and his wife and nothing else matters and all that stuff. That was written for her. 
it was the guy that failed. That's what I was going to guess next, but yeah. That's all right, Pizzle. Can't win them all. When you come back on season 45, you can guess that. Jump in the fire question number two. Which of these songs was not played at SNM 1? Nothing Else Matters, Fade to Black, Wherever I May Roam, or Hero of the Day? Give them one more time. Uh, nothing Else, Fade, Roam, or Hero? There was no fade. Ding, ding, ding. Nice work. There should have been. Absolutely. Definitely should have been. Question three. Metallica covered astronomy. Who originally wrote it? God, I know this tune. I can't think of it right now. Jeff, did you know this? I knew this one, yep. But I will be honest, the next question I did not know the answer to. I can't think of it right now. Blue Oyster Cult. Yep. Lars was always wearing a Blue Oyster Cult shirt like in the Death Magnetic era. Yes, he was. I like Blue Oyster Cult a lot, so that's that's why I knew that one. Jeff, this last question about the box that you didn't know? I actually did not know this one. I wouldn't have been able to name this one off the top of my head, to be honest. Severely disappointed in you as a Metallica podcast co-host. Mike will know this no problem. (laughs) Well, I didn't have this box set. I never had this one. Final question and jump in the fire. Which of these two items are not included in the Binge and Purge box set? VHSs? CDs, a tour booklet, cassettes, a backstage pass, scary guy stencil, and a fan can. There is no fan can or cassettes. There you go. 1994 it came out, I believe. And I had Binge and Purge, but I never had the big VHS fucking road case box that I always wanted. Oh, that was amazing. What did you have? The CDs, the DVDs? I had the CD-DVD combo pack. Okay. A song that was not on uh, Pizzle's Dream No More set list that I thought would be on there, The Thing That Should Not Be, which brings us to our next section. Do you have one song in the Metallica catalog, Mike, that should be the song that should not be, that you just can't put up with, can't stand, skip over? What do you got? Well, I've already heard this say from other people. I'd like to do an entire album, but I cannot do that. So, honestly, pick any song off that album, and I'm fine with eliminating it. And that album is St. Anger. Pick a number. Seven, six, eight, you know, whatever. Pizzle, you should, you should make it... Uh... Make it interesting on yourself and pick a, any song that's not from St. Anger or Lulu. Just just for argument's sake, if you had to, because obviously we know you're... No, he, easy. He, no, he gave us his answer at St. Anger, and that's that, Jeff, so just deal with it for a week. 
That's just such yep, a, the next guest will be like, oh, that's my favorite album. And you'll be like, ah, I'm back up on top again. Uh, it's not even that. It's just that was the obvious answer that Pizzle would pick. Right. There, there was no thinking involved in that at all. <laughs> that was the... That Shane, was the just ha- Shane's just happy that someone didn't pick Nothing Else Matters or Enter Sandman or something like that because he doesn't think those songs should be skipped for some reason. I've never said anything about what can be or what can't be. I want to hear everyone's opinion. That was too easy of an answer for you, Pizzle. <laughs> it, it was. I was guessing it was going to be something else, but I once you told me what you did with Sane Anger, once you listened to it for the first time, I... <laughs> <laughs> you mean that I still own it in its pristine condition because it's never been played? <laughs> if I remember right, you spun that CD once, start to finish, put it back in the case, it's back on the shelf, and it hasn't moved. It came out one more time to burn it out of my computer just so I have it available you know, for learning purposes and whatnot. But yeah, I physically touched that CD, I want to say, two or three times in its lifetime. And you probably took it out when we rehearsed and played My World Live. Well, luckily I had it on my computer already, so I didn't have to take up the, the CD at all. He didn't have to get his hands dirty. Nope. That thing, that case probably still creaks when you open it. <laughs> the old uh, jewel case, we used to call them. Absolutely. <laughs> Back when CDs were still a thing. But if you think about it, St. Anger wasn't a jewel case. That was a cardboard case, Jeff. Yeah, it was. It was the fold with the... Yep. Still had plastic on the inside, though. <laughs> <laughs> little snap. You got to snap it in there. Pizzle knows his materials. There you go. Now you're talking. What an episode with someone we thought we knew so much about, Jeff. How, how cool is that? Yeah, I know. I actually found out some things about you I didn't know after all these years. Do I get to do my, my my five songs? You absolutely can do your five songs, Pizzle. This is a true fan. I'm impressed, man. You've done your homework. Good job. Gol- Thank you. Golf clap for Pizzle. Let me run this shit. So the Dream No More set list kind of took over for if you were stranded in the I Disappear. Oh, no, I get the full boat here. I get to do everything that's ever been on any show. Well, I... <laughs> take, take it away. We're in the I Disappear Desert. The Wah Wah pedal's going by Kirk already. The song has started. Five songs for the rest of your life. What do you got? Are you in the desert in your rusted out Dodge Ram is what we really want to know. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and Tom Hanks is nowhere in sight. No, Tom's in the back of the truck. <laughs> With Wilson. With Wilson. Wow, this goes way back. They're driving from the the island to the uh, to the desert to meet Tom Cruise. Oh, this is this this is good. I like this. Okay, <laughs> <sighs> let's start out with. There's not really an order to these, just as long as I can take them with me. So let's do Fade to Black. Okay, the Four Horsemen. Sounds familiar from your set list, right? Just a tad bit. Are the, re- the the three breast instrumentals? <laughs> no, not all of them. Full full version of Horse again? Of course. Okay. 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 Um, I'm only putting this in because of its length and everything else. I want Outlaw Torn. I want a long... That's a great song, but I want the 10 minutes of it, you know, nine minutes, whatever it is. Wow. Yeah, I know. Everyone else does it too, but it's just it's a good song that kind of goes everywhere with it. So it's uh, great. just not from you. It's not what I would expect. I know. Five. So I when know. You're, what you're saying is maybe the unencumbered version from Load because it's longer. By a few seconds. 
Well, we got to know what version it is so we can put it up on the scoreboard. I suppose. Let's just do straight up album version. Okay. Got it. Track 14 off a load. There it is. Yep. And then for the last two, I'm going to have both versions of Orion with Rob and with Cliff. Wow. That that counts. At first I was going to say really, dude, but once you explain that, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. That's how much I love that song. Why I chose it over pulling teeth. Wow, I, we've never had a guest put two of the same songs but different versions in their top five. That's that's special. And it ties in with and voting for all, Orion over pulling teeth. That explains it. Which, if you had to pick one, Pizzle, Orion through the never or album version? Album version. It's got to be Cliff. And he freaking okay. wrote the song. I, I agree with you, even all through the numbers. Pretty strong take. That's an amazing take of that song. Yep. Yeah, I agree with Pizzle, though. It's got to be Cliff. There you go, everyone. Mike Presley, In the Desert, Fade to Black, Four Horse, Full Version, Outlaw, Track 14 on Load, and Two Orions. You heard it here first. And Podcast for All, Episode 5, Season 3. Pizzle, thanks so much, bud. It hasn't yeah, been played that way pleasure. since Cliff. Right? Say it again, Jeff. It hasn't been played that way since Cliff. When you, when you say Cliff, you have to whisper. Yeah, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cliff. Usually, uh, Jeff, we tell our guests, take care, stay safe. Hopefully, we see each other in 21. I have a hunch. God, I hope we run into each other this, this year. <laughs> Nothing but good times. Always good times. There you have it, folks. Uh, episode 5, Season 3 and Podcast for All. You can come on the show. Tell us your song that should not be along with your Dream No More set list. And Voting for All opens tomorrow. Jeff, you got anything else? We'll see you guys next week. Get in line, everybody. Pizzle, we'll see you soon, bro. See you guys. Thanks again, Pizzle. My pleasure. Later, dude. Bye-bye.
Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs>